Hey everybody, on this episode of Sapa Chats Boxing, we are going to take a look at Francis Nogano and Tyson Fury this weekend, mere days, mere days away. Also guys, Keith Thurman, does he deserve a shot at 147? Amanda Serrano, 12 rounds this weekend as well, we're going to touch on that. All this and so much more on this episode of Sapa Chats Boxing, so everybody strap in and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chats. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined with me, as always, in the beautiful, beautiful Under Armour shirt, Mr. Chats. Michael's looking fresh and looking dapper. How are you, my friend? Happy Thursday. I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. I'm in high spirits. I'm excited. Here we are just a couple days away from the anticipated, I will say it's anticipated, Francis Nogano, Tyson Fury matchup here no titles on the line 10 rounds um why don't the we man on the planet who's the baddest man on the planet that's how they're building it we're gonna well, find yeah. out you got the lineal you know what why don't we just get into it here man all right let's just start this thing and here we go we have the baddest man on the planet to be determined the baddest man in boxing versus the baddest man in mma both lineal champions both have something to prove. Well, maybe Francis more so. Your thoughts on this fight, man? I'm actually excited for it. I know Vegas has Tyson as a 14 to 1 favorite. Put $1,400 down, you win 100. Nobody's making that bet. If you guys, if you're a fan of Francis, 100 bucks will pay 800 bucks. He's an 8 to 1 underdog. So they're not giving him any respect, but he can hit hard. I mean, give him like a 5 to 10% chance. They say he has the hardest punch ever recorded, scientifically proven. That's fine. You're not going to hit Tyson, who's actually very elusive. And I'm excited for the fight. I mean, I'd see Nagano getting stopped by round seven, round eight. Um, hopefully it's exciting. Hopefully they just get in the ring and go at it. Two big, dangerous guys. I'm pumped for it. I'm excited. What about you? Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I think I was like with most people when this was announced, I was kind of annoyed only because of the log jam in the heavyweight division as a boxing guy. I looked at it from that perspective, right? Not the spectacle perspective. I just looked at who's in line for what and who's going to have to wait for what and what have you. So, you know, yeah, I was probably a little annoyed by it initially, but as we have gotten closer and I've seen a bit more of it, yeah, man, I'm in. I'm in full. Knowing oh, now that Tyson, fun. knowing that Tyson is going to go after Usyk next, right? Yeah, um, you know, clearly less than two months after this fight. So. Yeah. So, I mean, but there's a, still a lot on this fight, man. I mean, you can't take it lightly. Yeah, Vegas is, is throwing the book at Nagano, which is fair, which is fine. Um, we've seen these crossover matches before, and everyone commends Connor for, for lasting as long as he did. But you know what, guys? Honestly, at the end of the day, Floyd could have ended that in any round. Yeah. Right. I mean, Floyd's a businessman. He knew the longer he could take it, the longer he could make it last, the better the product will be. And neither one of those guys are looking at that moment. They're looking at the next two, three fights. You know what I mean? At that point, Floyd was already retired. He knew what his journey was going to be yeah. in the exhibition. So let's give them something right now. Let's give them what they want and, you know, not take nothing away from Conor McGregor. But to be fair, man, I don't think it would have lasted that long. Same in this one. I think Tyson just plays with him, but you got to be careful with this power, man. This is, mm -hmm. 
he can knock him out. I don't I don't care what anybody says. He has a fighter's chance. Lozano's got nothing to lose. He, nobody expects him to win. He's not getting respected by Vegas, by anybody, by whoever's watching this fight. Not many believe Nagano can win. He might believe it, but nobody else does. That makes him dangerous. He has nothing to lose. All the pressure's on Fury. He's the best boxer in the world in heavyweight. So all the pressure's on him, which can make for an interesting clash. And these are two monster men. I can't wait to see it. There you go. So Fury's end is going to be crazy. Too. He's got seeing he ended in the seventh round. I say Fury yeah, ended in nine. Yeah, I can't wait for it. All right. End of that round. But to touch on that, just before we get started again, I mean, I'm going to enjoy this wholeheartedly. But like yeah. I said, there, there is... I mean, Tyson's not taking it lightly either, to be fair, right? Like, I mean, we... we no, be, he's not taking it lightly. He doesn't want, he's never lost. He doesn't want to lose. We he's can't lose, it. right? I mean, he's yeah. taking all the risk. And there's no rematch clause in this. No. Right? So, I mean... Find two big guys going at it. Tyson gets knocked out. He's got to beg him for, for a rematch. And Nagano will do it because the payday is too good. Wow, oh, it's great. It's great. Um, Before we start again... Your thoughts on announcing Usyk and Fury, even though this fight hasn't happened yet, do you think that was right or do you think that was disrespectful? No, it's totally fine. Totally, if Nagano doesn't like it, knock Fury out. Sure, no, Nagano has no issue with I, it either. No, I think it's good because like I told everybody on the show many times, he'll fight Nagano, he called Nagano in the ring, he called out Usyk in the ring, he'll fight Nagano, then he'll fight Usyk. He knows this man knows what he's doing, he's trolling the public, people get so worked up, Fury will fight whoever he wants to, but he's fighting the fights we want. Yeah, he fight Usyk, he's doing it. So here we go. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's get right into round number two. Let's talk about Keith Thurman, man. Keith, one time Thurman looks like he's going to get the nod to fight for the regular title, the vacant regular title at 147. Uh, a lot of people are not happy about it considering what he's done in the last little while. I mean, outside of Manny Pacquiao, what else has he fought and done, right? Um yeah, let's get into it. Your thoughts on that, man. I set that up for you. Yeah, he doesn't deserve it at all. Speaking of that, at 147, the number one ranked contender, Cody Crowley, announced on Instagram that he retired. I think it's a tongue-in-cheek statement that he made. Sounded serious. I don't believe it. He's too young. There's too much money on the line. Cody should be fighting for the belt, not Thurman. Or Cody versus Keith. Winner gets a title shot. If Cody's ranked number one, why is he not fighting for the belt? Why is Keith Thurman? He's not, he's not even, I don't even think he's even top five ranked. No, so, he's not top five ranked. Yeah, so here's my take on it. First off, you know, I'm gonna re we'll reach out to Cody and see what's going on with that. Um, but the the other name involved in this is Boots, right? There's the other guy. I mean, if you think about the two guys that should be fighting each other, you know, would be Boots and 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 what's and, and Cody. That that's the fight. So? Well, I mean, just based on the rankings, right? We're not talking about skill. We're not talking about anything else. We're just based it on the rankings. Those are the two number one contenders, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the the fact that Keith Thurman has this opportunity. How did he wiggle his way in here? Is I don't, I don't know how he got wiggled his way in here. I don't well, get there, it. Here's, I'm taking a page out of your book, brother. This is what I think. He's He knows how to sell fights. Yeah, he's a better talker than Cody, guys. He's a better talker than all of them combined. He knows how to sell fights, right? So at the end of the day, you want to sell the fight. And who are you going to put in there? The guy who can't sell it. And right now, Boots is not shown. He's shown great skill in the ring. Cody's shown great skill in the ring. But neither one. Don't promote themselves, fight, yeah. Right? I mean, God bless Cody Crowley, but he's too holistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a hippie. Yeah. You know, right? He's very holistic in, in his approach, and it's very, you know, I, I appreciate that, and I love that. But, I mean, 
it's time to get that warrior mode going. So these guys can't complain about not getting the fight when they're not talking. I mean, in the last four years, um, Keith Thurman has only fought three times. Well, that's he lost it. one to Manny Pacquiao, and in his last fight, he beat Mario Barrios in a unanimous decision. So why is he fighting for the belt? If he gets the fight, it's not official yet. I hope yeah. he doesn't. Well, I mean, it's leaning more and more towards that. And I guess, you know, at the end of the day, they need to sell the fights, right? And mm. you know, I guess at this point, you're also looking at PBC trying to kind of ramp everything up because, I mean, they're a pretender, right? I mean, I'm hearing... Speaking of PBC, they're saying that the December card, their last card, I think December 5th, they might, Floyd's might fight on there. They're supposed to fight Mikey Garcia. That's not true, but they're, they're trying to get Floyd and Bucky to fight in their last card, eh? Yeah, Floyd. I don't think Floyd wants to do it, but... Who knows? No, I mean, it'd be fun. It'd be fun, right? It'd be amazing. Totally, be totally. Fun. Happens. No, for sure, man. That sounds like an awesome plan. Um, but, but yeah, no, absolutely. To answer your question, absolutely not. Keith, Thur Keith Thurman should not be fighting for the belt. It should be Cody, Boots, Ennis, anybody but Keith right now. He needs a few more fights to get back to that spot. No doubt, no doubt. All right, I agree with you, man. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I think you know we we both kind of understand the dynamics of the sport too. Yeah, right? it's about so, money. Yeah. It's all about the money at the end of the day. And, it, you know, um, you know, you, you're you hearing a lot of these fighters now kind of trying to band together to to kind of create something like to make sure that the right fights happen and what have you. So let's see. Let's see where the future holds. Yep. Let's see, man. I mean, we've had an amazing 2023, right? I mean, ending it off with the two best fighting theory and you stick for the, all the belts. So that's what I'm saying, right? So I mean, what a great year of boxing, man. I can't wait to do the year in review show. All yeah. right, round number three this Friday. Amanda Serrano goes up against it almost here. 12 three minute rounds, brother. How are you looking at this fight? Live on the zone. Yeah. Remember yeah. the zone, it's free. Um, I, I don't know. I, I got Serrano winning the fight by decision. I don't think it's going to be. I think she's going to outbox her, win 12 rounds by decision. The first time the women have ever went 12 rounds. So we'll see how their cardio is and how it holds. I think it'll be fine. It was only an extra six minutes. Um, yeah. I got Amanda Serrano winning by decision. Um, hopefully, a lot of people watch it. I don't know if they will because it's right around the same time Free and Nagano are fighting. So, but it is I, free on no one if you subscribe to it. No, that's it's on Friday night. Well, on the Friday? It's on a Friday oh, night. Saturday. Okay, well, there you no, go. Then. Yeah. They're not Smart. touching that. The no one's touching Saturday afternoon. I was gonna say, that'd be insane. Okay, that makes sense. I got Serrano winning, winning by a decision. I just think she's a better boxer, more skilled. 12 rounds. We'll see how their cardio holds up. But I think they'll be fine. Yeah, so, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's going to be a fun fight regardless. Uh, you know, I, I think both these girls, it's it's more than just the championships. And I think it's more than anything. It's the fact that they're making that history as the first, first female, girl fight 12 rounds. Yeah. Like 12 rounds, three minute rounds. Right. You know, and which is cool. And I don't think it should make a difference at all. I can understand if it was, you know, and it, man against woman sort of a deal. That's a different kind of scenario. Obviously, that's not the case in combat sports per se i mean yeah. for this part that's another day um mm -hmm. but but i mean two women fighting three minute rounds it's equal i don't I don't see why it should be any different right i think the thing i'm curious to see is because they have to unload so much in two minutes to get the work in i wonder what the planning is like now do you take that time because i mean if you think about it in women's championship boxing you know, there's really that first round for the men is usually a feel-out round, right? Unless you're Mark yeah. Ziegler or, or Tommy Hearns and they just give a shit. You know, they just came out and fought. Uh, but for the most part, the first, second round, first two rounds is really just a feeling-out process, gaining your rage, feeling that power, taking a shot. 
If Just Ramos can even last 12 rounds, I think it's a victory for her because she's a massive, massive underdog. Amanda Serrano is a 21 to 1 favorite. $2,500 and $100. You want to put 100 down on Ramos to win 1200 So Vegas is basically saying she's a tomato can and this should be easy work for Serrano. So if Ramos can hold on, fight confident, fight good, last and lose a decision, I think that's a win for her, but she doesn't have much of a hope. Okay, well, first off, I don't think Ramos is a tomato can, to be fair. But I'm I just saying it's the biggest. No, 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 no. I get that. I get that. But the, the, it's just based on the body of work and everything. I think she's going to be a really tough opponent. I don't think she can Maybe. be slightly. Um, you know, but Toronto, yeah, she should dominate by all accounts, you know, unless something, if she gets caught. These are, these are some of the most heaviest odds I've seen. So this, what, Ramos is one of the biggest underdogs to fight on a, on a main card in a long, long time. 25 to 1 favorite. No, man, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with any of it. I get it. So, but you know what I mean? Uh, predictions quickly. Oh, Serrano wins in a cakewalk. I think decision. Decision? Okay. Yeah. I, I will agree with you there. All right. Let's move on to round number four. This just being announced recently. Inoue against Tapales, December 26 for the undisputed 122 title. Um, Japan? In Japan, man, in Japan, he's got to come here and fight. Unfortunately, I, I'm sure Big Bob will bring him over here eventually. He's super high on him. He loves him. He's an exciting fighter. They call him the monster. He's a little guy, but he's exciting to watch. Um, he needs to come over and fight in the states. I mean, he's fighting a guy that not many people know about. He's the Filipino champion, right? So those belts are still applicable over here. I mean, well, I mean, they they are applicable. I mean, they're all still the, the same. The free level. fight is on ESPN Plus. So if you have that, it's good. If people can get access to it. At least you're not going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but I mean, okay, both all four belts are still a part of the same thing, right? It doesn't matter if the guy in the it's like saying Manny Pacquiao had all the titles, right? I mean, he's Filipino. If I'm yeah, yeah to I know, but that's their own. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know if these belts are holding the same way as the ones that they you'd have in North America, though. But they're the same belts, bro. That's what I'm I'm confused about what you're saying. Are they like a Filipino? They're saying he's a Filipino, they're lineal champion. Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is, there's yeah, still, there's still I know what you're saying there's still the same belts, but people are saying that are these belts still holding the way because nobody knows who this guy is. He just I get it, with work, right? So, so, so in a new way, will still hold well, his belt and Noah's fading spacing still hold the same weight. Well, they are I, the same belts, WBC, WBA, but I'm just saying, I right, right, right. Well, I think a new way is going to probably kick his ass and take all four belts, and then they're going to have meeting again if that's the yeah. case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. like it how Bob put on ESPN Plus because it's pay per view, nobody, not many people would buy it. Well, it's, it's going to be going down at five in the morning. Yeah, it's on ESPN Plus. So Japan I mean, doesn't mess it. around. Like they don't DVR do it. it. Yeah, like they don't. That's the thing, man. Japan doesn't mess around with that stuff in sense like, oh, we're going to air this so it's in prime time. Like in Australia, half the time these guys are fighting Sunday afternoon at lunch, so we can watch it Saturday night prime time. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm excited for it, man. Another unification fight. I mean, that's probably the last one of the year. So, I mean, this year alone, how many... He's only risking two of his belts, though. WBA and IBF. Yeah, but he knew he's got the other two. Huh? He knew he's got the other two. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It should be a good fight, but, I mean, this sounds like... uh, No way. He needs to come to America, though. He has to come to America, and I'll touch on that as well, because Bob made some interesting comments uh, from Saudi Arabia. Um, we'll get into that in a couple of minutes here, but uh, quick prediction, man. I'm going to say a newly in eight, man. Easy, easy money for this guy. I don't, I don't see this going past any, any more than eight. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, I'll say nine rounds. I'll give it to him. He's a champion too, but in a way, he's just too fast, too strong, too skilled. But hopefully, after this fight, he fights in Vegas, 
or somewhere like that, LA, and gets more notoriety because he's so good. He's so talented. We need to know who he is over here more. And only the real hardcore boxing fans know who he is. And he should be a fan. He should be a boxer the casuals watch, like a Fury and Canelo. Well, that, that's the thing, man. You know what I'd like to see? Inui and, and Stevenson. Yeah, if he comes over here, it could happen. There you go. There you could go. Happen. All right. So Bob Arum today, um, I was reading the article from, from there, and he's talking about Anthony Joshua uh, because I think they were trying to get Joshua on the undercard of the Tyson Usyk fight. Yeah. Bob's saying, no, it doesn't make any sense. He's unknown in, in, in America. He's unknown in America. Joshua? Yeah, according to Ball. Well, I wouldn't say he's unknown, but he's not a major star. Like, if you put Joshua on a pay-per-view, I don't think he's going to draw that well if he's fighting an average guy. Well, but well, he's not he, unknown. Bob's the, not, I don't agree with Bob there. Okay, but the way he worded it is like the only time he's ever come to America is when he lost to, and he called him a chubby, regressing... <laughs> Ruiz? Ruiz. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. Choice comments for him, right? And saying that, you know, he came to America and lost like that. So, I mean, it's like, what kind of, you know, impression does he have? Like, I mean, yeah, he's big in Britain, right? And he'd be, most Brits would be surprised that he's not as well known in America as people would think over there that he is. And yeah. he's not. That's the reality of it. And I get that, right? Mm -hmm. um, keeping... And Bob's taking a shot at Eddie being like, yo, I got the best heavyweight fighter in the world. Your guy won't even fight my guy. It's Bob playing promotion and politics and stuff. But he's not quite unknown, but he's not as... He's not a big a draw. I don't think he is in North America, Joshua. Speaking speaking about looking for a fight and trying to get a fight, Deontay Wilder, man. I mean, I feel sorry for this guy. This guy can't get a he fight. He just turned 38 yesterday. And that's the thing, man. Let's get this one started. I feel bad for Deontay Wilder. The man's trying to make fights happen. You know this? He, and... him. he hits hard, man. Well, he Scary. hits hard, right? But like Reese, no, it's not enough money. Well, what do you want, buddy? I get it. You're a former world champion and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you're the B side. You'll always be a B side. When it comes to Joshua, now I'm firmly, firmly believing that all the holdup is Eddie Hearns and Joshua. They don't. Eddie Hearn knows if he fights Wilder, he's going to get knocked out. He doesn't want that, so he's making all these excuses and dodging him. If he wanted to fight him, I'm sure the fight would have happened. Now, Fury fought him three times. Why can't Joshua fight him once? But but this is the thing, right? I mean, we've talked Burns about protecting his fighter, basically. Right. But we've talked about this before, in essence, where we've said that, you know, why couldn't that fight have been made when it was supposed to be made? Them not making the fight is what opened the door to the trilogy that we got, right? Yeah. And stepped up. You know, and at that time, you're thinking to myself, or I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, maybe Deontay's being the difficult one and, you know, whatnot, picking Tyson Fury because he's out of shape. He hasn't been in the ring in four years. He doesn't want to fight the fresh, strong Joshua, you know, and that's a fair thought to make when you don't have the inside information. But now that I'm watching it play out a second time again, right? I mean, yeah. everything was lined up. There's no excuses for them not to make this fight. Now they're talking about Joshua against Zhang, Joshua against this guy. Like, Yeah, Zhang, he, he's just a big fight too, man. He's been knocking out guys and looking impressive. He's getting older, so... Well, they're all Zang Zang's 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 in his 40s. That'd be a great fight. Zang's going his, down. No, no. Zhang's in his 40s. Deontay's 38, like you said. Joshua's a young buck in all of this, man. Like, I take the fight, bro. Like, what's your problem? I don't get he it. He doesn't want to fight Zhang or Wilder. He, those guys hit hard. And I think he's, ever since he got clipped by Klitschko there, he's never been the same. He's been a little bit gun shy, it seems, in all of his fights. So, Josh is very careful who he fought. He fought Usyk twice because Usyk's not really a hard hitter. He's smaller. You don't have to worry about Usyk knocking you out. He might outbox you. He's not really going to knock you out. Wilder and Zhang will knock you out. And I think he knows that. And that's why he's ducking them both. That's what I think. Eddie Hearn knows it too. He's not going to say that. It's going to protect your fighter. But 
I don't know, Joshua start fighting some big guys. I think I think I think what I saw with with uh, Usyk's last fight against um, Dubois. Uh, Dubois. I mean, Dubois is probably two three levels below Joshua. To be fair, yes, yeah, sounds about and, right. And the fact that he did more damage to Usyk clearly clearly shows me that you are right, my friend. Um, when you're right, you're right. You know, straight up after that Klitschko fight, he was never the same. You're right. No, no, he's not. And yeah, and I just don't has, know, man. And he has the power to knock them out. Even fighting Tyson Fury now, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like you, you don't have anything to show. Joshua will never step in the room of Fury or Wilder. I don't see it happening. Then they got to stop talking. It's just bullshit. Yep, if he needs to fight somebody. He's got Zang Wilder. You know, fight somebody. No, for Who sure not. All right, brother Matt, that was it. That was it. How are you? How did that go? Good. It was good. It went by fast. That's be- when we were having fun, brother man. It's it's easy. It's so yeah. easy. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I'll say it straight up. I love my life. <laughs> I get to do this, <laughs> right? I mean, that's yeah, fun. This is a blessing. What we get to do is truly a blessing. We potentially have some. Big, I'm not going to say their names. We potentially have some real, real big guests coming on potentially and. I don't know what could happen any week in a month, but we got some big hitters coming on here. Brother, I'm telling you, Samp and Chance, the future the future looks really, really good. Um, a lot's coming down the pipeline for us. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're uh, watch out, world. We keep saying it, but you know what? Don't, don't. Oh, one thing we've got to talk about, the Benavidez, uh, Andrade, little face-off in the head of the press conference. Did you watch any of that? I did, man. It was very friendly. It was very cordial. I wrote, yeah. Right, they took the high road on it. I I don't know if it's going to get testy or not. Maybe as we get closer to the date, it doesn't um, seem like there's any bad blood here. It just seems like two guys doesn't want to fight and see who's better. It doesn't seem personal yet. It's not personal yet, but it will become personal once they start to realize and get closer to the date and see what's on the line here. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot riding on this fight. There really is. I mean, say what anybody wants to say at the end of it, whatever happens at this fight, whatever the outcome of this fight will determine both guys future for the next couple of years. Oh yeah. And you got to throw in the fact that David Morrell is kind of watching in the wings. Right. And he's taking shots at these guys. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, the only one who seems bitter right now is the guy who's not even fighting David Morrell. Well, the thing with Andrade, he's 38 now, so he needs to win this fight. If he loses this fight, it's pretty much he'll never get a title fight. If Andrade can win this fight, it could catapult him up in the Canelo stratosphere, possibly, if he looks impressive. But here's the thing with Andrade, and I'm taking nothing away from him, but the man's had his opportunity to get to Canelo, and he didn't take it. I know. I don't get it. So I don't understand why it's... You know what I mean? Like, if you took the fight that John Ryder took, you would have won that, and you would have been fighting Canelo. That yeah. was your That was your fight. You refused it. Yeah. So this is this is why I'm saying that David is throwing him a bone. I mean, I don't mean that in any disrespect at all. Both yeah, because he's young. He's got a lot nice, Right? I mean, I think David's taking the bigger risk here, in my personal opinion, in this fight. Um, you know, He is taking more of a risk, yeah. Another right. thing I noticed is Devin Haney is training with Freddie Roach right now, so that's going to try to up, up his boxing a little bit, a little more power after the skill. They've been working out together for his fight on December 9th. I think it's December 9th. Yeah, December 9th against Progress. Yeah, so, so that's going to be an interesting match. fight. That's going to be a really interesting fight. Yeah, he's out wild card gym. So Haney, Haney's taking this series. I think he's a little bit, I don't know, I'm just guessing, a little bit offended by some of the criticism you receive from fighting, you know. Um, when did this last fight there? Sorry? 
Who did this? Who did Haney just fight there? I just lost oh, he fought Lomo. Yeah, yeah, against Lomo. He's a little bit <laughs> all the criticism he's taking. Doesn't Lomo. hit hard. He's not scared. So he's going to Freddie Roach to just get different training, up his game a bit. So good for him for doing that. I think he's gonna look really good against Progress, actually. With, with with all due respect, I mean, I think David Devin Haney, and I stand by it. Like I, I don't think I think he's been taking shit since he fought Lenars. Like yeah. he's not getting any respect for anything that he's accomplished. If you look at who's defended their title the most. He's Aiden. almost turned into, he's not a bad guy, but he's almost turning into a villain a little bit because so many people fought Lomo one, Lomo you know, the Ukraine war and all that stuff. So it's almost like Haynes, if not quite like a Floyd Mother, he's turning into like a little bit of a villain here. I he's think not, he's not a bad guy though. That was the final straw for him. He got no respect. He didn't get any respect for for his accomplishments in Australia. No, right? You're like a you go over there twice, you win it and you defend it. Right, yeah. I mean that's so. So the man's defended the title twice already. Granted, yeah. people want to say against Lomo and stuff, but the man does not get his just due, in no. my opinion. He hasn't. I so think I because understand. a lot of people, more people thought Lomo won, so he's not getting the just due. If he would have schooled Lomo, I think we'd be giving more praise. So I think he's a, he's coming out hard against Progress here and uh, training with Freddie Roach. He's just trying to up his game and get more trainers in his arsenal. So I think he's going to look really, really good to shut everybody up. That's yeah. what's looking like. I agree with you, man. It's just like I can understand, you know, the the kind of heel mode and in that that kind of uh, attitude that he might have now, right? But I mean, yeah, I, I hope he does it the right way. To be fair, like this could be one of two ways for him in terms of his attitude and his approach. Yeah, I think he um, will. he's a know. good guy. He's not a villain, but he's kind of getting that. He's not a public favorite. It's just like I don't know, people don't share for him. But it's not fair, man. The guy's done all the right things. That's what bothers me about it, right? And I can see that's how it bothers him. I like, think because he just, he's not rematching Lomo right away, that, that rubs people the wrong way. If you if you think you won and it was easy work, like you said, why not rematch him? Why, why are you dodging him? No, fair enough. But I think that also has to play in when Lomo's ready again, right? I think, if he, well, Lomo said he would have fought again this year, but he only wants to fight Haney. He's turned out other fights. So he could have fought Shakur. He don't want to. He wants to fight Haney. So I don't know. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll see that one day, but as it looks right now, I don't think Devin Hinn's going to come back to 135. I don't think he comes back to the 30s at all, man. No. I think Bob wants to put Shakur versus Lomo in there in the new year, so let's see what happens. That should be a good fight. That should be a good yeah. fight. All right, brother man, I tell you what. Is there anything that happened on this in this week in boxing history? Yes, something did happen. Very significant. One of my favorite heavyweights growing up as a kid, I actually was cheering for him when he fought Mike Tyson. I've never cheered for Tyson in any of his fights that he had. I, I'm not saying he's not amazing and talented. I've never been a Tyson fan myself. But this week in 1990, Holyfield actually beat the guy that shocked the world, Buster Douglas. This, this week, 1990, in Las Vegas, countered him, uppercut, right hand, knocked him down, finished him out. James Buster Douglas goes down, Holyfield. With the win, KO'd him. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just impressive. There you go. Yeah, I remember and, that and what's that? I remember that fight. Yeah, it, Holyfield's always was always built. I think that's why I like him. He's always cut, always the most built heavyweight. You know, looked like a Greek god that body. He, he's got I don't know how many kids the guys about like thirteen kids or something like that. But uh, he's uh, he's definitely um, yeah, it was a third round KO too. So he finished him really fast. He's definitely a scary guy, and everybody's favorite segment now Canadian boxing history we got something for everybody here this is going way back man Tommy Burns from Norman B Norman B Township near Hanover Ontario was the first Canadian to win the world heavyweight title 
becoming the first champion in 1906. He defended the title 13 times until he lost via referee's decision to Jack Johnson on Boxing Day in 1908 in Sydney, Australia. It's a whole lot. champion of all time, Tommy Burns, in 1906. So he won the title in 1906, lost yep. it in 1908. Defended it 13 in times. Two years. In two years, he defended it how many times? 13. Wow. And yep. those fights were how long? Like, were they 15 rounds? What was the... I'm not sure how that nope. one was, but yeah, it was like 15, it was 15 to 18, sometimes 20. Um, yeah, Tommy Burns, our first ever Canadian champion, from heavyweight from Ontario in 1906, lost to the famous, everyone knows who he is, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, Jack Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. In 1908. So, Tommy Burns, Canadian, first heavyweight Canadian champion. Not many know that. So it's some, some good history. That's pretty solid, man. Yeah, really you know, I, I think people need to appreciate what we brought to that. I got this book. I got this book on Canadian, um, Canadian boxing. Just, you know, I'm learning a lot. What's it called? And stuff. Well, I'll show it to you off there. Oh, okay, okay. I thought maybe we could get the listeners in you there. Gotta, you got it. It's hard to find. You got to order off Amazon. It's like 80 bucks. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll, actually next show, I'll bring it up and I'll show everybody it. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool, kind of give people an idea where we're getting all this from. So yeah, wow, man, that's Tommy crazy. Burns, nineteen oh six, man. Yeah, I was gonna say it last week, um, but there's so much I could say, right? And uh, oh, well, here yeah. we are. We're we're seeing two of the biggest heavyweights in the world take the ring. So this yeah. is really fitting that we kind of share this, man. That's beautiful. Wow, that's crazy. I'm actually trying to get the author on the show who wrote the book. I don't want to give give his name out to everybody. Somebody else grabs him, but he's on the island, and uh, yeah. It's um, it's a great book, man. No, hopefully we can get him. We would love to sit there and chat Canadian history with him, man. That's phenomenal. All right, yeah. Mr. Michaels, I tell you what, man, it's Thursday evening, so why don't we just wrap this puppy up? I call this Friday Eve. Um, the weekend is fast approaching us, my friend. So any plans for the weekend? Everything is status quo? Uh, yeah, I got some, my kids got hockey, um, watched a fairy fight. What about you? Uh, basketball camp and and things like that. Just you know, keeping keeping the little one busy. Other than that, Nagano and, and Fury for me as well. There's nothing yeah. else going on. And you know what's really cool about these kind of fights? I I mean, I appreciate yeah. the Saudi fights because they finish by three o'clock here. You still have the whole evening free to do family stuff then. Yeah, that's nice, right? Opposed to those days where we start at one o'clock in the afternoon and then you go right into the top rank card and the showtime card, and next thing you know, it's 10 30. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. I don't mind it. I don't mind the afternoon card. It's a nice change, something different, right? No, 100%. 100%. All right, brother man, let's wrap it up here. Guys, I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Mr. Chad Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like and subscribe to the podcast we salute you we do salute you halloween is in the air so there's going to be a lot of halloween parties this weekend so oh. guys like i've said time and time again i'm not here to judge nor is mr michaels drink smoke do whatever you want to do to yourselves but just remember at the end of the night find a way home safely that's it that's all we ask man just take care of it because you're not hurting yourself you're hurting your family and you're hurting other people's yep. families that you don't even know so Think, use your mind, and find a safe way home. That's all we ask. Other than that, everybody, have a great Halloween weekend. And be safe. And in the words of Ed Whalen, in, in, the, in the words of Ed Whalen, in between time and in the meantime, that's it for Sam and Chance. Have a great weekend, everybody. 